Good morning. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Populist Party of Arkansas versus Chesterfield, 195SW3D354, Arkansas Supreme Court, 2004. Friends, we're going to talk about Ralph Nader again today. So let us do that today. Remember 2004? I remember that. From what I read, Ralph Nader, and what I remember, Ralph Nader ran mostly as an independent in this race. However, it varied from state to state, as in this case in particular, the Populist Party of Arkansas wanted to have him be on their ticket. This case also involves something called the Better Life Party. From what it sounds like from what I'm reading here, the Better Life Party may be the same group as the Populist Party. It may overlap. It may be related. It may be a provisional form of it. There seems to be some relation, but it may be a separate entity. It's vague and unclear to the exact nature of the Better Life Party. I've never heard of the Better Life Party before. So that's a new one. What's a new third party that you have heard of? Sounds like the Better Life Party is progressive in nature, and I have many progressive beliefs myself, so that is a plus. So let's read from the record. It says, quote, This is an appeal from Pulaski County Circuit Judge Timothy D. Fox's decision granting a writ of mandamus. Linda Chesterfield and the Democratic Party of Arkansas contested the certification of the Populist Party of Arkansas's presidential and vice presidential candidates. Judge Fox granted the writ of mandamus in the Populist Party presidential candidate Ralph Nader and vice presidential president candidate Peter Miguel Camilio bring five points for reversal. One, whether the trial court had subject matter jurisdiction to lock the standing. Two, whether the trial court had personal jurisdiction over Nader. Three, whether the trial court interpreted the requirements of Arkansas Code annotated 7-8-302, parentheses 5, parentheses B, in a constitutional matter. Four, whether the trial court misinterpreted Arkansas Code annotated 7-1-101, parentheses 18, and five, whether the Secretary of State should be ordered to verify Nader and Camilio on the ballot, even if the trial court's writ of mandamus is valid because the trial court did not remove Camilio from the ballot. End quote. How does that sound so far? Anybody out there familiar with the Populist Party of Arkansas? The Populist Party seems to be a common name for third parties. Some progressive, some not. So this party sounds good because they're nominating Nader as the presidential candidate. So they sound progressive. Here it talks about the nature of the Better Life Party and how that relates to the Populist Party. So let me read so it gives you a better idea of what I'm talking about as to how the nature of this Better Life Party is unclear. It says, quote, I believe these are the areas that are in play that the Populist Party of Arkansas, at least some point in time, somebody signed as the Better Life of Arkansas and that it's not qualified as a party 
or new party because they didn't receive 3% or more of the vote in the last presidential election for a candidate. And the next thing that happens is that you have to get at least 1,000 signatures that are in proper form from qualified folks to sign petitions. So these are two separate things. Then the plaintiffs are arguing that the defendants, Schneider and Camilio, have accepted the nomination of other states for parties that are different than the populist party and that they're therefore ineligible as candidates for the party in Arkansas pursuant to Arkansas Code Annotated 7-7-204. The petition forms themselves are invalid regardless of the number of signatures because they did not identify the populist party sponsorship of the candidates and they did not contain a canvasser's verification. End quote. Does that sound confusing to you? There are a lot of issues coming at this case. The Better Life Party name, enough signatures, the canvasser's name, all of that stuff. It also mentions here the convention. They're trying to find whether the law requires a convention and the Populist Party held a telephone conference call, which they called their convention. So there's some dispute whether that is a true convention. In this day and age, in COVID, I'm sure people would all agree that would be fine. But this was not then. That was a long time ago. 17 years ago. Therefore, it's a different story. They also have a debate in this case about the law that says when you're gathering petitions, you have to state that it's the party's candidate. So they nitpick on these words what it means their candidate. Does it, yeah, and they talk about whether you have to name the candidate or not. They also talk about how if you name the candidate, that may saying that I pledge to vote for so-and-so rather than I support them on the ballot, you are essentially violating the secret ballot rules. And thus, that might be an issue. And also because in many cases, in many states, you're allowed to support a candidate's ballot position even if you don't plan to vote for them. So that part of having to qualify as your candidate, as their candidate, might cause issues. They quote there in this case. How did it ultimately conclude they go as follows? This quote, For the reasons stated above, the writ of mandamus has been vacated. On September 3, 2004, order to the Secretary of State advising the County Board of Elections Commissioner not to initiate the further printing of ballots relating to the presidential election is hereby dissolved. The mandate shall issue immediately in the Secretary of State's office in order to certify the ballots with the name of the Populist Party of Arkansas, Presidential Candidate Ralph Nader, and Vice Presidential Candidate Peter Miguel Camilio. End quote. Friends, they won here. Hooray. 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 That's a good day. Good job, Populist Party. Good job, Populist Party. There are several dissensions here. Three, I have counted. 
they raise various issues. One I would like to point out is in one of the dissents here, they say that Arkansas has a law, you have to be a representative of a political party to get on the ballot for president and vice president in Arkansas. And you can't do that as an independent. Which may explain why Nader wanted to be on the populist party ticket even though he was campaigning otherwise as an independent because it was required here. What do you think about that? We here are focused on third parties. There is a lot of connection and overlap between third parties and independent candidates. Independent candidates often rock too. We love independent candidates here. I think any law that says you can't have independent candidates on the ballot sounds dumb to me. Hopefully people will challenge such a thing. So friends, what are we learning today? Looks like we won here, so let's cheer, let's rejoice, let's celebrate. Rock on. Way to go. Job well done. Long live third parties. Goodbye.